The following podcast may contain spoilers, profanity, and views or opinions that may not be representative of the author's intent of the articles discussed. We don't always take ourselves or the subject matter seriously either. Listener discretion is advised. The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S.com. The Force is strong with us, and we hope it is strong with you. Welcome to another edition of the New Jedi Archives with Zach Hagenbusher and Ben Schultz. Hello, Zach. And hello, Ben. How are you this fine day? I'm doing pretty good. It's day two of New Game of Palooza 2018. Are you well rested? I'm well rested. I had a good night's sleep, stayed with a few friends. Big shout out to my friends Jill and Isaiah for putting me up for the night. Thank you for putting up with Zach all Thank you for putting up with me (laughs) for the night. Played a cool game called Drop Mix. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. It's a cheap plug for Drop Mix. If you've never seen it before, it's a uh, a game that links to your smartphone or tablet, and the, there are cards that go with it that you can drop down on the board um, that have an, have an NFC chip in them that'll pull up an audio file from a song. Um, you know, from you can either pull it from the web or just download it right to your phone. Uh, it's faster to download it to your phone, obviously, but it takes up more space that way. Uh, and then you can make your own songs or play uh, game modes with the app that make their own songs. It's pretty cool. Cool, cool. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about Star Wars, right? Cool, cool. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's not that expensive anymore. It was really expensive at first, but uh, I think you can pick it up in most big box stores. Ah, that's not true. Probably only buy it online at this point. Hey, uh, It's fun, though. Well, while we're talking about fun things to do, and uh, we're at this convention, I did want to, I don't know, get a quick shout out to uh, my friends at Galactic Infamy. Galactic Infamy. Wait, yeah. are you talking about the, the game indi- from Two indi- Simpletons? Yeah, I was going to say Two Simpletons, right? Um, my kids playtested their new game last night, and it's amazing. Apparently, you're a bounty hunter. And you hunt down criminals and bring them to justice. You collect equipment to better your character. It's like the best parts of a board game and an RPG rolled into one. It was a lot of fun. Uh, look for it. It's not available yet. They're still playtesting it. But uh, look them up on Facebook. Follow along. Two simpletons. Uh, and their logo is pretty sweet, too. Oh, yeah. For Yes. I like it a lot. Uh, okay. Star Wars. Let's do it. All right, let's talk some Star Wars. What are we talking about Star Wars related today, Jack? We're talking about Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures. Uh, it is a series that aired on Disney XD as well as the uh, you know Star Wars Rebels. Um, it only aired for two seasons, 2016 and 2017. Um, and this is just a canon-adjacent show. Correct. Right. They, they use... Um, <clears throat> they is, definitely are taking the movies into account, right? They're they're sticking to what the canon had established already, but these characters that they are creating in this series do not technically exist in the Star Wars canon. So they're just kind of adjacent to that. And, and I'm kind of glad for that because there's some things we see in Star Wars Rebels where I'm like, ah, no. 
You mean no, Freemaker no, Adventures? No. Yeah, that's what okay. I mean. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, not Rebels. There are things we see in Freemaker Adventures. The Kyber Saber, for example. For example. No, we don't. That does not need to be canon. <laughs> the, the Force Builders uh, and Rowan being a very high level Force user, I would say. Yeah, if you want to talk about a Mary Sue. <laughs> you want to talk about a Mary Sue. Rowan Freemaker. Rowan Freemaker. He's a Mary Sue. That's correct. But we'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, before we get going, thank you for listening to the podcast, and thank you for sharing it with your friends. You can download it on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, Stitcher, uh, GNCast.com, anywhere you listen to podcasts. It would be great if you could uh, leave us a review or something. Um, let us know what you think of the show. You can email us at newjediarchives, all one word, at gmail.com. Yep, and don't forget, uh, just to reiterate from yesterday, death threats need to be directed to me. Praise <laughs> can go to Zach. Okay? No, you don't have to send praise. You, I mean, if, if you're critical of the show, we want to hear that, too. We want to get better. So. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I've been advocating for a couple of weeks now to send in death threats. Death threats. Well, those that was come the contest. to me. The, but those all have to come to me. Those need to be addressed to me specifically. Okay. I don't want you to have to deal with that. That's fair enough. And uh, we are going to be debuting uh, another episode in a few weeks from this convention. This is the first time we're pulling off three episodes recorded at the same convention, which means that... If you're hearing this right now, unfortunately, our contest that we were running is over, uh, and we drew a winner already, but we'd still love to hear from you, so, and be on the lookout for our next contest, because I'm sure we'll do something like that in the future. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've already got my eye on prizes. Excellent. As long as Ben is paying for it, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Freemaker Adventures. Ben, when I first introduced the idea of watching this show to you, were you a little, were you a little hesitant at first? I mean, it, it is... A Lego Star Wars show. Uh, and it's it's obviously geared for kids? Yes and no. Well, I, I mean, it's it's obviously a, a show that was intended for a younger audience on sure. Disney XD. Sure. Um, and I, quite honestly, when you recommended the, or when you said we needed to watch the first season, um, I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I had stuff to do, and I was like, oh, come on. Star Wars, I got to watch this before. Oh, Zach, what are you doing to me, man? Rebel season three or something? Right. Well, and and, and uh, just because of the way it worked out, and we didn't know at the time that season two was going to be the end of Freemakers, so we were going to be doing an individual season show. So it, season one I watched a while ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. So we for, forgive us if some details are a little foggy. Um but there were other things that we knew we knew we wanted to talk about as well. So I'm like, are we sure season one needs to take precedence over, you know, this or that? Um, but I was really glad that I watched season one. Um, it, I was pleasantly surprised. It was enjoyable. And um, not that the revelations that I had watching Freemaker Adventures were um, things that I should not have gained from watching canon material. But for some reason, in Freemaker Adventures, it seemed to resonate more, which I thought was nice. Probably because I knew it was a kid show that was canon adjacent, so I, I didn't focus on the details so much, and I was able to see the larger picture. 
Um, and that was kind of cool uh, because it was then that I realized, I don't know, because uh, we teased this last Oh, man. Do, we, or do you want to do this right now? Yeah, let's just get it out okay, of the way. Okay, everyone, before, we, before Ben makes this announcement, this is what we were talking about for the last few weeks. Ben had said to me, I have come to a conclusion about Star Wars as a whole, a big picture thing that I would not have figured out had I not watched the Freemaker Adventures. And I said, what? What could this possibly be? Go ahead, Ben. All right, so there have always been Force-sensitive people in Star Wars, and I have made the argument numerous times in this podcast that the Force is just a thing. It's not light, it's not dark. Those are constructs that Force users are imposing upon the Force. Um, even though I had the, the, I've held that stance... I've always maintained that Anakin must have been the chosen one because he balanced the Force. There were two Sith, two Dark Side users, and two Jedi, two Light Side users remaining after he um, wiped out the Jedi Order and murdered a whole bunch of younglings. You know, balance. And Zack opposed me in that position for a long time, um, saying that balance, because it's a Jedi prophecy, meant eliminating the Sith. And we fought about that. You can listen to those episodes. There's several of them. Many people have. That that first episode, well, is technically the second episode we put up on Jancast.com, but it was the first one that I think we, we considered our debut on the website. Um, it's, it's our most listened to episode. So that debate has been heard by more people than, yeah. than any of our other ones. So, so it boiled down to I was adamant that Anakin was a chosen one, and Zach was pretty sure it was Luke. Right. And well, oh, no, no. I thought it could be Luke. Could be Luke. So um, we've had that discussion and argument. We've been fighting about that for, you know, almost as long as we've known each other. And uh, watching Freemaker Adventures, I realized that there are so many actual Force users um, that looking at the Force in terms of Jedi and Sith at all is ridiculous. And so balancing the Force would be eliminating the Jedi and the Sith completely because... They're the ones that are imbalanced, causing the imbalance. And so at this time, I would have to say the only character in canon who actively wants to get rid of the old ideas of Jedi and Sith is Kylo Ren. So if the prophecy is anything more than just Jedi bullshit, um, the only person who fits the idea of the prophecy as of this recording would be Kylo at all. So my stance is now either Kylo is the chosen one or the prophecy is complete crap. Okay. Um, so how did the Freemaker Adventures inform you of this decision? Well, um, first off, the main, I would say the main character, I know it tries to pretend it goes circles around the cadre of the Freemakers, Cordy, Rowan, and Xander. But Rowan's the Force-sensitive person, so he's the star. Ro and, and the youngest of them. And the youngest. So, yes, he is the main character. He is 12 in the first season, 12 and a half in the second, and they point that out numerous times. Yes, they do. Um, so, anyway, he's Force-sensitive. Turns out to be uh, an incredibly powerful Force-builder. Which the, is an ancient uh, order of the... I think it was the Jedi, the Jedi right? right? Yes, it was like a branch off of the Jedi that focused exclusively on creating things with the Force, creating buildings, starships, the, the works. Right. Um, and the Emperor and Darth Vader, they're searching for uh, the Kyber Saber. I'm sure Zach will get into more detail on this. The Kyber Saber. Uh, which is a weapon capable of slicing a planet in half. <laughs> 
<laughs> Literally, I'm not even joking. No, he's not. No, that he is, is not. Ridiculously OP. It's like you you could deflect the Death Star beam with the Kyber Saber. So much like in Star Wars Rebels, when Emperor Palpatine is looking for the world between worlds, which could be a great weapon, in the Freemaker Adventures, he is looking for the Kyber Saber, which could be a great weapon. The problem is that the Kyber Saber is split up into multiple pieces, yeah. Kyber Saber crystals. Right, because the Kyber Saber is like a lightsaber, but the blade itself is composed of Kyber crystals, which are the which everybody listening to this probably knows the crystals that you use to focus the force to generate a lightsaber blade. It's also the power source or the the focusing source for the, the Death Star uh, cannon. Right, which is what they were mining on Jakku, or not uh, mining. They were Jeddah. Jedi, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jedi, not Jakku. Uh, anyway, so they're searching for the Kyber Saber, and they send, I don't remember her name, but they send... Nare. Nare, thank you. Uh, who is not a Sith, because there can only be two. <laughs> right. I, I a, guess, a dark side force user. I guess she would have been a dark disciple in the expanded universe. Sure. Um, but she is a pretty powerful force user in her own right. Uh, she goes undercover. Uh, and pretending it, to be a hidden Jedi. Right. Uh, her lightsaber can change colors from blue to red. Whatever I thought she, she feels had like. two lightsabers. Oh, that's right. She might have had two. It, it, whatever the case, she has a blue lightsaber um, so she can pretend to be a Jedi. And as I was watching this, I was like, well, she's not technically a Sith. No, not technically. But she's a dark side user. And she's more powerful than some of the Jedi we've seen on screen. <laughs> sure. So if she's not in the equation... How can we not consider her in the equation or, or Rowan? And, and I understand that this is just canon adjacent, but then I started thinking about the Star Wars universe. Sure. And there have always been powerful Force users who are neither Jedi nor Sith. And so thinking about that, uh, you know, I, I started thinking, how can we, how can we, just like the Jedi before me, I misinterpreted the prophecy to apply only to the Jedi-Sith paradigm instead of the Force as a whole. Sure. Um, and it was Freemaker Adventures that allowed me to do that because probably because they were playing looser and faster with the rules, so they didn't have to make sure that you know their side characters didn't overshadow the main characters, and you know what I mean? Because Nari right. is... Like I said, she's just as powerful. She's actually... You see her do more stuff with the Force on screen than you see Vader or Palpatine do. So, um, she is arguably the most powerful dark side user in Freemaker Adventures. Or at least the, the most... Uh, well, she's not arguably the most powerful because obviously we know Vader and Palpatine. But she demonstrates a mastertude of the Force that in this particular piece of material, we don't see any other dark side user doing. No. And so anyway, that opened my eyes to this revelation that I had been um, looking at things all wrong. I was just as blind as the Jedi were when I was interpreting wow. the prophecy. Wow. And uh, I can't let that stand. I have to admit that I was probably wrong and that this, uh, this idea of balance... Um, has to extend beyond Jedi and Sith because Jedi and Sith aren't the only people who use the Force. There we go. It penetrates us all. That's right. Without asking permission. <laughs> I, the Force I, is kind of rapey. I, I can't believe that after all this time, 
We, we're finally, we are closer now on this viewpoint than we've ever been, but we're still not quite there. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why is because I, I think that you're right. Kylo Ren, I suppose, could be the chosen one. If I there guess. is a chosen one at all. If there is a chosen one at all. And we'll see how it all pans out, right? But it, to me, when I now interpret that prophecy, what I initially, when, when I was, when we were talking about it before, over a year ago now, um, I had thought about it well. It's Jedi prophecy, and the Jedi are the ones who are bestowing the title of Chosen One upon Anakin because I think they believe that he is, it's just destroying the Sith. So if we're talking about the Chosen One at all, right, then we've got to be talking about the person that the Jedi would interpret it to be. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's just, that was the way it made sense to me. But then I thought, okay, well, if. If we're going along with my assumption or my belief that the Jedi Order wasn't always what it wound up being in the prequels, that it had to have been something else hundreds of years ago when it was first created, I feel like that original Jedi Order was not as dogmatic, was not as eager to use the Force in defense, right? Didn't kidnap children and Did, take them out of their homes. Well, who knows? Who knows about that? I guess we don't know, but that's a possibility, too. I'm right? just assuming they were good guys back in the day. Sure. Their methods would almost have to have been different, like like many of us, right? I mean, humans change over time. Right. Um, life changes over time and, and develops into something different. So uh, when you get to the time of the Republic, the Jedi, of course, the Jedi of the prequels would imagine that the perfect world the perfect balance would be one without the dark side because then that leaves them to be able to use the force for whatever they you know whatever they have to do to keep the peace quote unquote right but as we've talked about in the last couple episodes we've had my my view on that has shifted quite a bit to the force being more of a balancing point like the true definition of balance which we had argued about to me is no no weight on the scales, letting right. the force be. And sort of what you're saying there, no Jedi, no Sith, in my opinion, take it one step further, no active force users at all. Like, no Night Sisters, no whatever, right? right. These, these traditions that, that still use the force and abuse the force. And Kylo Ren at this point is still one of those people. Oh, and, now, and that could be. And he may decide not to be, because Episode Nine could change a lot of our of our opinions, but... Uh, at this point, I would say he's still in the camp of a, obviously a dark side force user. So I don't think he can be the chosen one, but it's possible. But uh, with your definition, he certainly is the only one that has a right. leading candidate thus far. Right. And I know Ray seems like an attractive candidate because she has the old Jedi text and maybe she's going to be an old Jedi like you think they, like right. we both think they might have been. Yes, perhaps perhaps she becomes the chosen one because she realizes that this is what the Jedi were, were originally intended to be. But as of right now, she's she still views the Jedi in light of the legend of Luke Skywalker opposing the Emperor and Darth Vader, so I don't think we can as of right now equate her or bestow that title upon her no with i wouldn't our say understanding so i agree okay but anyway to bring this back to what we're supposed to be talking about this episode yeah let lego star wars freemaker adventures is what led me to this revelation even though it is what i would normally term you know stupid kid show that's star wars adjacent on disney xd right um i thought 
going into it, I, I kind of thought that it was going to be dumb. I bought it because... Because it's Star Wars and it's you bought Star, Star Wars. Wars. And I was like, you know, it, it's not part of the new canon, but I have heard some good things about it on other podcasts, so maybe I should take a look at it. And if any of you haven't watched it, the entire first season, I think Zach mentioned it two weeks ago, is available to watch for free on YouTube. That is correct. I do encourage you to check it out. I will not extend my encouragement to getting the second season and watching it because I did not enjoy that nearly as much. Okay, that's fair. And <laughs> that's true. The second season's not available for free unless right. you pirate it, I suppose. But Which um, we don't advocate. No, of course not. Never. Isn't that right, Hondo? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Hondo shows up in the show. I know. I like Hondo. Uh, he's oh. just a pirate. Remember, he's not a, a wimpy smug, smug smuggler. Yeah, that's right. He's not a wimpy smuggler. Uh, I, I was surprised by the show's humor. I was surprised by the show's uh, intelligence for the Star Wars lore. And and they they did have stuff in it that was obviously intended for the adults who were forced to watch it with their kids. Sure, uh, uh, I, I mean, a lot of stuff that as a Star Wars fan you think of it. I mean, it's pure comedy. Just hey, what would happen if Darth Vader got into the cockpit of an N one starfighter right. again? And like Darth Vader in the suit, right? Remembering Having flashbacks of being Anakin of in the be, Battle of Naboo. Of being a nine-year-old going, yippee, this is pod racing. Or one of my favorite episodes, and I think yours too, when Lando hires the Freemaker crew to go back to Bespin, sneak into his offices on Cloud City to get a glowing briefcase a la Pulp Fiction, <laughs> and it turns out to house his favorite cape. That's right. I've got my cape back. And so that was an awesome episode. That was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed the two Imperial officers, uh, Durpin and, what is it, Plumestriker? Plumestriker, right. Durpin is the uh, the senior. Plumestriker, his, for most of the, his assistant. His, for most of the show, Durpin is the senior. Right. The The gimmick with Durpin is that he doesn't want to be promoted. Right. He, because he's an Imperial officer, but he would rather be a very, very low-ranking Imperial officer because then he doesn't have to do anything. Right. He gets the cushy gig, <laughs> um, w- which one of them is uh, being head of security at the Emperor Palpatine Museum on Naboo. Which is incredible. Which is, uh, it, and it's an awesome concept. There probably is an Emperor Palpatine Museum in Theed on Naboo because, of course, there would be. Now, it is played for comedy. Right. Obviously. Um, but it there there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. Uh, and Cordy, in particular, one of the Freemakers, um, she, she winds up being very obsessed with Queen Amidala's section of uh, fashion. Yeah. It, so there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good material. Uh, again, I would say specifically in season one, I am, and I told you right off the bat that I was not as much of a fan of season two. Um, but, you know. Let's talk a little bit about the characters. Okay. Uh, we mentioned Rowan. Um, they kind of play him off at the beginning of the show as a kid with, you know, he... he he doesn't stay focused very easily. Focus is a problem for him. Um, you know, he, he's just kind of bouncing all over the walls, all, all over the place, and he lacks discipline, right? Yep. Um, I don't I don't think they ever make it clear what happened to the Freemaker's parents. No, but... but they are not around. We, we, uh, we did neglect to mention, before we continue, uh, my favorite member of the Freemaker clan, 
their battle droid Roger. Of course, and we're we're going to talk about him. In just I know, a but we didn't mention him at all, and I like Roger. We, we didn't. Roger is is also excellent. He is uh, an old B one, an old uh, battle droid from Geonosis, I believe. Yeah, because that's his paint scheme. Um, who has been retrofitted? Who's been um, reprogrammed to be a normal person, essentially a wisecracking assistant droid to the Freemakers? Yeah, he's the R two of this series. He's like the 3PO if 3PO had a sense of humor and, and it wasn't a, just unintentionally funny. And a silver arm instead of a red arm. Yes. Um, well, 3PO has a silver leg. Yeah, that's true, but not an arm. Not an arm. He didn't recognize me because of the red arm. <laughs> but anyway, so Rowan is the youngest and obviously the focus of the story. Uh, he can use the Force and... He has a sense of being able to find kyber saber crystals. That's how he becomes very important, and that's how he becomes the target of the Empire's uh, wrath. Right, because, as we mentioned, Palpatine wants the kyber saber. I want that kyber saber! Because it can literally cut a planet in half. Right. Uh, We have his sister, Cordy. Uh, I believe that she is the oldest of the three. She's the only one with any business sense, and they run Freemaker Salvage. Yes. She's incredibly frugal. Yes. Uh, and, and very a- attentive to detail in that way. There are only a few times in the series when she's really able to, quote, let her hair down, right? Like, kind of be have right. more fun with the situation and be, you know, not the responsible one of her family. But... Frankly, she kind of has to right. be. Her she brothers are idiots. <laughs> her brothers are idiots. Um, to to uh, give you an idea, uh, during season two, her contribution to the uh, to the rebellion is holding uh, seminars, teaching rebels that they can save enough money to buy weapons if they just learn to shut lights off when they leave a room. <laughs> See, it's stuff like that that I don't think kids would really necessarily appreciate. But parents laugh a well, little certainly, bit. Well, certainly will. Um, and Xander, the older brother. Of who is a crack Rohan, pilot. Who is a crack pilot. And he, he has good ideas for ships as well, for right. constructing um, vessels. A lot of them don't turn out exactly how he plans, so they call them uh, uh, uglies. Right. And... And who who among us has played with Legos and not built an uglier two? Right, you you build just weird looking. Hey, this looks like a ship, right? right. Uh, this is vaguely no. ship shaped. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and all of the Freemakers seem to be excellent mechanics. Yes, they're all able to work with um, the Lego pieces that they collect to create other creations and repair things that are you know broke. Yes. Now the science of this is put a Lego piece on top of another Lego piece, and it works. Right. So and then you kind of have to forget about that part. Um, but it's it all works within itself. It's consistent, right? right. That's it's what you would expect. Um, the vil- Oh, and Roger, the battle droid. Right, Roger um, the battle we, droid. We kind of already gave him his due. He is the cra- he's, he's the wisecracker. He doesn't really have any growing moments in the show. He, he does all the housekeeping kind of stuff. Right, and, and he gets in trouble and... He's a lot and of the fun. fact that he's a battle droid named Roger is just funny. It's really what re- he was one of the things that really uh, caught me about the show because he is one of the. I mean, we mentioned the N one Starfighter, the Emperor Palpatine Museum. There are a lot of prequel ref- of prequel prequel references in the show. One of the main characters of the show 
is a prequel battle droid. Right, who, who reminisces about his time as a Separatist soldier. So, if, if you were looking for something that really marries the two ideas, that bridges the gap between the prequels and the original trilogy, this show's a great example of that. Uh, the, the villains, we talked about Nare a little bit. Um, she is eager to impress the Emperor. Right, she wants to supplant Vader. Eventually. Who right. doesn't, apparently? Right. Apparently that's just a common Well, thing. it's a Sith way. Yeah, that's true. She wants to become a Sith Lord in full. Right, and um, she can't do that as long as she's either got to take out Vader or Palpatine. Vader is the obvious choice between the two. And getting the Kyber Saber is her key to that. Right. And she ultimately fails. Uh, and I can't remember, she distri- she killed... I think she gets. I think she just gets disgraced and then uh, goes back to the emperor, and then we just don't see her in the next season. So, so yes, <laughs> we can assume she's killed. <laughs> if memory serves, I think she's just failed and goes home in disgrace. Oh no, she doesn't. She gets the cyber, the kyber crystal and becomes empress for like uh, an episode at the end. And I think she does get killed. Oh, okay. Because she, they build a big robot out of the ship. Palpatine's going to try and escape. Leaves Vader there, and the That's free right. makers have to. It's a long time since I watched it, but it's yeah. coming back. They have to clean up the mess. That's right. It's been a long time for me too. Um, I guess if we if we want to avoid spoilers, we cannot talk about that anymore. But it, it I, we got to continue talking about the show. So yeah, season one um, winds up, you know, the Kyber Saber. I think Rowan decides to destroy it. Yes, right? he throws it in a volcano. Yes, and good goodbye to the ultimate weapon of the galaxy. Or is it? Um, yes, it is. It's a lightsaber-sized thing. No, that can oh, cut no, 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 no. I, I mean, or is it goodbye? Oh, no. No, no it's, it's not. not. <laughs> Season two picks up uh, with the Freemakers as a formal part of the Rebel Alliance. Up to that point, they had just kind of been dancing around the Rebels. Right. Um, but they, they encounter... Trying Luke not to get involved, to be honest. Cordy did not want them involved with the Rebellion too much, because then you cut your business down. Exactly. You you, you stop being a business, and you start being a Oh, and they were struggling force. to pay rent, and... Right on the spire, right? Right. Or no, the, the wheel. The wheel. There the we wheel. go. The wheel. The space station that they were on. Um, but they kind of leave all that behind and become a part of the Rebel fleet. Yep. Um, they take different jobs in the Rebel Alliance. Um, Xander tries to be a pilot, but he winds up being more of a technician. Yep. Cordy uh, ends up being a, a logistics person. Logistics. Logistician. Kind of a quartermaster, if you will. Yep. Uh, and Rowan is... Uh, he is kind of set on being one of the force builders then. Because right. um, Quarry, who we actually are introduced to in Star Wars Rebels. I was going to um, say he's the one who creates, and they mention it, uh, the B-Wing? Yep, he is the Mon Cal that creates the B-Wing. Hera goes and gets the B-Wing from him in the show. So in Lego Star Wars, he is, uh, instead of being on, on his own, right, living on that... Um, I think it was Bespin. Was it not Bespin? No, no. A, a planet like Bespin. You know, a gas planet. Instead of living there, he is now with the Rebel fleet. Well, he he was living there because uh, Hera makes an appearance in this too. Yes. So this is just after Hera went and got him and got the B-Wing. I don't know if she got him though. In, in Rebels, I don't know if she got him. Oh, okay. I feel like she was just there to get the B-Wing, and he, he continued to live on his own. But in this show, they bring him in 
Um, I believe it's the same voice actor, and uh, he is he starts to kind of be a mentor to Rowan, Rowan. and teach him how to construct things, you know, but bring up how plans to, to build build Lego ships. pieces together without using your hands. That's, that's pretty right. Much what he needs to learn. Uh, and Rowan, of course, has the Force, and that's when Corey introduces him to the idea of the Force Builders, who are this ancient tradition, and they do a little research into that. They wind up finding the plans to construct something called the, the Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Well, no, not, not the plans. I'm sorry. Rowan comes up with the right. idea on his own. He says, oh, and it's, there's, there's this blade on the front that can destroy anything it comes in contact with. Uh, and I'm trying to remember how they power that blade. Uh, they power it with a very big kyber crystal. Yes. Okay. Um, but not the kyber saber crystal. Right. It's just a kyber crystal regular. Um, which is which well, kind of makes it's a it's a whole collection of kyber crystals that Rowan has used the force to put together to make a big kyber crystal. It's just interesting to me that it it wouldn't be related to the kyber saber because it does destroy anything it comes in contact with. Right. Um, in the meanwhile, there's a villainous character introduced for season two that I think Ben and I are uh. in agreement is not very good. And that would be MOC. He is a an, an assassin droid created by the Empire for Emperor Palpatine, who uh, his his task is to find Rowan Freemaker, and find him he does several times, again and, and again, again and again. I feel like almost every episode in this season involves a fight with MOC. MOC finds the Freemakers. Every episode can be summed up this way. MOC finds the Freemakers. Somebody steals a line from the saga movies and uses it in a way not the same as it was used in the saga movies. Ben groans. They fight with MOC. MOC gets utterly destroyed. Roll credits. Next scene. Next show. MOC rebuilds itself. Finds the Freemakers. Somebody says a quote from the saga movies that makes me sigh. They fight with MOC. They destroy MOC. Roll credits. Repeat, <laughs> repeat, 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 which is unfortunate because the first season was really creative. Yeah, I liked the first season a lot, and there are some things in the second season now, that are good. The first season also had the trope, right? It, it fell on that overarching plot of finding the kyber saber crystals, right? But they were able to incorporate that into many different environments, many different challenges, many different areas. This season, the the the, the repeating theme was, well, we, we sort of have to find parts of the arrowhead at first, right. but then we also now have to contend with MOC every episode, and that was just not very fun for me. All right, it, I'll be honest, I probably could have dealt with that if it wasn't for every episode, somebody you know, somebody rattles off some number and somebody goes never tell me the odds. And then something happens and somebody goes, I have a bad feeling about this. And you know what I mean? It was just Oh, I'm going to take an iconic line from the movies and slam it into this show just so that people recognize it. Maybe it, the creative staff got lazier about it. Maybe they knew it was that the show was only going another season, so they kind of just needed to cobble it together. Because I, I don't think that it was aired in the same way either. Like I, I think it was aired in a more hurried format. Oh, see, that I don't know. For me, they were aired in the exact same way. Zach saying, Ben, you got to watch this. <laughs> true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, 
it kind of echoes Shadows of the Empire a little bit the second season because Good. you do have an a uh, an active rivalry rivalry between MOC and Darth Vader. And those were some of the part there there are two things that I thought were very interesting here in this season. Um, Vader trying to undermine MOC without getting caught. Caught. And uh, the other one we'll get to when we get to it. I don't want to interrupt your point too much. No, no, that was it. Oh, um, the other one is they did make some creative use of Lego as a medium. Uh, Yeah, I would say. Um, And coupling that with the Force. The Lego movies do a good job of understanding their Lego movies. They always have. Uh, But at one point, Rowan has to reach something very high up. And he has what we always refer to. um, Well, it's a four by two piece. Uh, he's got three four-by-two pieces that are put together to make stairs, and he levitates them and takes the bottom piece and moves it to the top to make the stairs continue to climb, having an understanding of the fact that you're building with Legos. Yeah. And so that was kind of cool. Um, the Lego people, you know, they don't really die on screen. You know, it's like... They didn't have holes in the bottom of their feet, which they, bothered Yeah, me. they didn't have holes in the bottom of their feet, but they... um. They just kind of, and and their legs didn't bend in the the same Lego fashion. You know, they could pretty much bend wherever they wanted to. Um, their hair came off every once in a while. Yeah, and that was just a thing that happened. Apparently, uh, when they were in space, there was no like suffocation. They're Lego people; they didn't have to breathe. Um, but the thing that I, the one thing that I loved, and this is a minute detail that I don't think anybody cares about, uh, I mentioned Roger's silver arm. Mm-hmm. That hand pointed a different direction because the battle droid hands were locked. They didn't rotate. Oh, sure. So his left arm had the battle droid hand, I would say, um, in the C-shape parallel with the hand. Right. And his right arm, the silver arm, had it in the other direction. Upright, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was interesting, and that was because it was two different uh, droid sets had of, of Lego had the arms facing the opposite way. Yep, and his actual Lego minifigure has the same thing. Um, they made a few Lego sets for the show. If, if you're interested in picking them up, I'm sure you can still get a hold of them somewhere. The Arrowhead's a really cool ship. It's currently available on Amazon about anywhere from 30 to $70, depending on where you buy it from, but uh, I did look for it because it was cool enough yeah. that I thought I might want to buy it. The Arrowhead is closer to the scale of the actual Arrowhead in the show. Um, the Star Scavenger, which is the first and then the main ship that the Freemakers use, um, is smaller in scale. You know, like, it, the, the characters fit inside of it, but... It's obviously not as big, you know, scale-wise as it is in the show. So. Well, and it, it can't be because they'd have to make it more expensive and nobody yeah. would buy it. Yeah, probably true. I mean, well, you, you can't... It's not like the Millennium Falcon where you can make a, you know... An A2 scale version. Right. I mean, I'm not asking for a two-scale version, but it just... It could have been a little bigger. Um, kind of the same thing with the Ghost. Do you, do you own these? I do. I Well, I don't have the Arrowhead, but I've seen it. I have the Star Scavenger. Um, I want to get the Arrowhead, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. You can also get the Nare ship, um, the Eclipse Fighter, and you can get MOC's ship as well. But I don't think I want that one. I might buy MOC's ship. I think it comes with Emperor Palpatine. So Does it come with MOC? Yeah. Well, because I I would just buy it to 
destroy it. <laughs> just throw, <laughs> right. throw it in a fire or just something? Just light because I hated MOC that much. I might buy the Lego set just to destroy MOC. Do a Facebook post, at Lucasfilm. Right, right. <laughs> Here, this is how you destroy MOC once and for all. Ben, the show's over. They Blow already, they already ended it. Uh, speaking of, yes, um, Rowan digs up the Kyber Saber again. He has to because MOC steals the... Arrowhead. The Well, and he gets the uh, Kyber Crystal out of the Arrowhead, which uh, is used to power the shield, which is what makes the Arrowhead indestructible. Right. Because the shield, nothing can penetrate it, and you've got the blade, which can destroy anything. So, And he is, uh, MOC is going to serve his emperor, and he correctly decides that uh, the Death Star has a fatal flaw. The emperor is on the Death Star, so he needs to protect the Death Star. Um, so Rowan and the rest of the Freemakers unintentionally get involved with that final battle above Endor. And uh, they, they kind of run distraction and are able to defeat MOC and uh, destroy the Arrowhead before Palpatine falls down the shaft and right, right. Is, is destroyed. Yeah, yep, and they use the Kyber Saber to... Uh, shut down the MOC shield that's protecting the core, and then the rebels are able to destroy the core and blow up the second Death Star. Everybody celebrates on the planet below, uh, including the Freemakers, and Rowan is able to show Luke, finally, who he did meet in the first season. He's able to show Luke um, his newfound skills with the Force and being a Force builder. And then Luke introduces him to his nephew and takes him away to join the Jedi Academy. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that was that must be later, Ben. Oh, <laughs> that's just in my head, His canon. nephew's not born yet. And so. then Rowan dies. When <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't know you hated Rowan that much. Uh, well, when he's 12 and a half, he's kind of annoying. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> uh, Rowan... Rowan is a Knight of Ren now. Yes, Rowan. Rowan the, Rowan. One of the Force Builders. The Knights of Ren. Uh, funny thing about the Knights of Ren. Yeah. When we were, we, we looked, uh, you had you had a theory about, oh, maybe we should talk about that next week. Yeah, that's next week. We All have right, a let's talk about, about that. that next time. That's right. We did have a question about that. Uh, anything else you want to say about the Freemaker Adventures? I mean, do you do you think it's worth a watch for fans I, of Star Wars? I do Wars? think it's worth a watch for fans of Star Wars. I think it's... Uh, even more worth a watch if you have young kids who are into Legos but may not be as into Star Wars as you are. It's a good good uh, gateway drug. Can be, yeah. I mean, it, there's some stuff. If, if they had never seen Star Wars before, it's kind of confusing, you know, some of it, right? Yeah, I guess it would be. But, but I don't think that would end your enjoyment of it. They do a pretty good job of being somewhat self-contained. Yeah, slapstick is good. And who of us hasn't been derping once in a while? That's right. No. I'm no, don't do that. That's how you get promoted. It's going to involve in me getting a higher promotion and being entrusted with more responsibility. Right, I don't want that. This job on Naboo is a cushy gig. Leave me alone. You can pick up the show um, on Blu-ray. It's really irritating. The first season was oh, is available on DVD and Blu-ray. But for home it's release. also available again for free on the interweb. On the interweb. Other, but if you really want it for your home theater, which I did, you can get it on Blu-ray. Otherwise, the second season they only released on DVD. 
and they're not. I don't think they're putting out a Blu-ray of that one. So that's because it's not as good as the first, probably. But also because maybe the the Blu-ray sales of the second or the first season didn't go that that that's well. Probably more likely. And they were like, "Well, we're we're going to put the show out for people, but we don't want to spend the money on a Blu-ray printing." That means that it must. I mean, it's Disney. They've got a lot of money. Right. They must not have sold very many of those Blu-rays. No, probably not. Because it's available for free uh, on the, the internet. internet. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. Um, but if you're looking for a high-quality transfer, that's the one to get. And then the DVD copy of the second season, I only bought it so I could watch it. I I wasn't entirely impressed with it. Uh, I think that that is going to do it. I, I would also recommend the show. Um, give it a shot. It's surprisingly funny. It's got a good amount of heart and uh, good lessons for the kiddos. Yeah, yeah. All in all, especially season one. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening to the New Jedi Archives. The number one thing that we could ask you to do is share this episode with your friends or share our podcast in general with your friends if you are liking the show, if you're having a good time and you want more people to hear it. Ben, any thoughts? Nope. Just uh, you know, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Uh, get involved in the conversation. Uh, New Jedi Archives at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook. Uh, leave us a review on Spreaker, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, wherever you happen to find podcasts hiding under rocks. Sounds good. And by the way, in two weeks, a huge episode because we're going to be talking about not only the questions that people had for us at the convention. And uh, some big topics, including the Knights of Ren. But we're also going to be talking about Star Wars Resistance. Ooh. Ooh. The f- new animated Star Wars show on Disney XD. We'll finally get a, a chance to watch that first episode, and we'll let you know what we think of uh, the show so far. Wonderful. Uh, the pilot, I assume, the is pilot, out? The pilot, yes. The pilot is available for free on the Disney Now streaming service website. Oh, nice. Um, which is like the Disney Channel. Like, I think you usually have to have a cable subscription to watch all of them. But if you have Disney now, or, or, or rather, if you log on, they are giving you the first episode to watch for free. Nice. So we're going to do that, and we're going to talk about it in two weeks. Ben, may the force be with you. And also with you, Zach. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.